Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh Come On. With Mike and Jesse. It is April 17th. Uh, we are in the teeth of the playoffs. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Russell Wilson's new contract. Tiger Woods winning his 5th Masters and 15th Major. We're also going to give some thoughts on the NBA series and the NHL series. Uh, also, um, we are on Twitter, at Sporty Rants. We're also on Facebook, Oh Come On Sports. So if you want to hit us up there... Uh, we'll talk anything with you. We, you know, we're we're personable guys. Such a such a nice time of year for sports. Oh right yeah, now there's too. tons oh, of stuff. Out the there. NBA, NHL playoffs are great. Base, baseball's kicking off. It's a great time of year. It is. It is. press it twice because that's what I do. Double up. Uh, so the big news in the NFL this week is that Russell Wilson signed a contract extension with the Seattle Seahawks. Four-year, $140 million. He's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. How was that for a negotiation, <laughs> eh? Did he, he, like, they played that pretty well. He just kind of set a date and they're yeah, like... Yeah, he's like, yeah. I want it done by the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I'm sure his agent leaked reports... That he may not be happy in Seattle and may be wanting to go to a bigger market. Oh, like New York. They're looking for a QB. That rumor was out there. Uh, he got a $65 million signing bonus. He's earning $35 million per year. And he's got a no-trade clause. Uh, reports said... This This what I found interesting is reports said he was looking to have a salary tied to the percentage of the cap. Which, before this, Aaron Rodgers was in was was reported to be looking for that same thing. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting concept because, of course, as soon as Russell Wilson signs this deal, you go down the Twitter rabbit hole and all Seahawks fans now think that their franchise is completely fucked and he's fucked their chance of winning. That is a, that's a player-friendly negotiation type of thing. But the thing about it is that's going to restrict your team going forward. If you're saying that you but should always they... be a percentage of the cap, you can't... You can't get a quarterback on a good contract and surround what? him with good pieces. But here, here's the thing with that. So the cap this year is 188.2 million. The t what I was reading that he it was talked like it would be like in the 12 to 15 percent of the cap. 15 percent of the cap would be 28.23 million. Oh, okay. So they would have got him for less. For less. Yeah. Hmm. And and he would have get gotten more yeah. as the cap rose. And you know what? Right? He, you know what I think he's thinking there. I, and I, I might have read this somewhere. I think there's he's can, he believes that gambling is going to create legalized gambling is going to create more um, more money into the, the foot in, into yep. the NFL, and it's going to create higher cause, salary caps, which causes more people to watch, yeah. which causes more TV revenue, which causes the salary cap to rise for sure. Yeah. I also think the the thinking is is that every time a quarterback signs the new deal, they say, okay, who's the next guy to, to eclipse that deal, right? right. When Rodgers signed, everyone talked, it's Wilson. As soon as Wilson signed, everyone's talking, it's Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. They're going to eclipse that deal. So if Wilson tied his contract to the percentage of the cap, as it rose, he wouldn't, be get, be get, he wouldn't necessarily be overtaken by the new guys. He'd still be one of the highest quarterbacks paid. Yeah. I don't know if that means a lot to these guys. Like, Bryce Harper meant a lot to him. I'm not sure if it meant a lot to Russell. I think it just means that he's getting a constant raise. It, it's, yeah. It, he's always going to get a nice little yeah. raise. And so, going back to my earlier point about people losing their minds, saying that you can't build a team with a quarterback making 30 plus million. 
the thing is, like, like I, I saw one tweet saying, oh, it's going to be fun watching Russell Wilson, like the $35 million man, hound off to Richard Petty and Chris Carson 40 times a game. That's going to be fun. I like that. That was funny. It was funny, <laughs> but the only way that works is because Russell Wilson is who he is. Right. If you put Blake Bortles in that situation, Chris Carson and Rashard Penny are junk. Right. Right? You The threat of Wilson exactly. is why you can run the ball. And you got to pay the guy. What are you going to do? Not pay him? Like, it's very hard to find a franchise QB. It's not It's not an easy... If, if it was an easy thing, everybody would have one. It's very hard. And when well, you I, find one, yeah. you hold on to him and you have to pay him. And I think he's actually a different level even than just a franchise QB. I think he's... I mean, I think he's a top five QB in the league right now. Well, for, for sure. sure. Like, he, maybe top three. He brings three. a rushing threat. Yeah. Um, he brings a... a, a uh, like when it comes to read option threat, like he does a lot of stuff that other QBs don't do. He has a, and, yeah. and he's a magician in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like in those two minute warnings. Yeah. He constantly has, well, he has got an amazing head on his shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's I got remember, a strong arm, even though he's, even though he's not as tall as you know, the prototype of quarterback would be. Yeah. He's, he's got a strong arm and he's really smart. Um, I remember that one. Now granted it was against the, uh, it was against the Cardinals, but um, I remember that he was going, he was going. Uh, he was getting pressured, and he kept on running backwards, backwards, backwards. I swear to God, he went back twenty-five yards. I remember this. Around. It seemed like a terrible play. Yeah, and then he threw it to Doug Baldwin, who got a first down yeah. off the play. Yeah. It was like it was like third and thirteen or something. It was just ridiculous. And Russell Wilson's the only guy that can make that play. No, no other quarterbacks making that play. Um, he's totally worth this kind of money. The I agree. Seahawks had I agree. to pay him that kind of money. Yeah. And and the narrative now is that the only way to win is you get a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's the way. That's the way you win in the NFL because they're they're cheaper, right? Because yeah. because the the Eagles did it, so obviously it's a copycat league, right? Or you do the Patriots way and get your quarterback to take a discount and hire Bill Belichick. Right. Um, that's hard to do as well. That is hard to do as well. Hiring Bill Belichick. I mean, the thing is, is that can't you also get impact players in other positions on rookie contracts? Can't that work? That's a Anyways, good point. Like That's a good point. They're acting like it only can be with the quarterback. Like, yeah, well, I guess the counter argument to, to that would be how much cap percentage the quarterback takes. So they're yeah. just taking up so much more money. At $35 million, he's taking up close to... He's taking up close to 20%. I think he just did a masterful negotiation with yeah. this team. He set a deadline, and he knows... Him leaving is catastrophic to that franchise. Yes, yes. And it, they forced him... To, to to pay the man, and uh, it was great by by him and his agent. Um, and it, you know what? It's a good move for the Seahawks. You got to keep your franchise QB. It's going to make your team that much more dangerous. Um, I don't buy into if you pay a quarterback that much, you can't build a team. I think it's great on both sides. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what Watson and Mahomes get, though. It's a it's a yeah. few years away, but. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna. Mahomes could be like, like a hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy million, man. That it, guy. It's not gonna go down, that's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the the amount of guaranteed money up front, for, especially for these quarterbacks, is incredible. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, basically only for these quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just insane. So, um, that's been our NFL news for the week. And probably the. This has got to be the biggest sports story, um, at least in the, in the last 10 years. Probably the greatest comeback in sports history. Tiger Woods won the Masters on the weekend. 
And that it, that was bringing people who haven't watched golf in a very long time to their TVs the on tiger, Sunday. The Tiger effect is back in, in full force. It is very real. Very real. Uh, so he won his fifth Masters and his 15th major. Um, this has got to be the greatest comeback story of 43 all 43 years old, right? Uh, yeah, 42 or 43. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. One of the sweetest moments was uh, was seeing him hug his son and then they were... They were splicing that with him hugging his dad yeah. for his first majors win. Wow. That was pretty cool. That is that is awesome. And then think I of love how, when they do shit like that. Think of how amazing that is for him because his I mean his kid is still very young. Yeah. His kid really hasn't seen Tiger in his prime. No. And think of how much that must uh, make Tiger feel so amazing to yeah, do that exactly. in front of his son and his daughter and yep. his and his mom and his I don't know if that's his wife or his, his girlfriend was there. It was amazing. Uh, it, does he have a girlfriend right now? I know he was dating uh, Lindsey Vaughn, but yeah, and then she was gone. There was now another. She, now she's with PK. Yeah, yeah. There, there was another woman there that he oh, was okay. he was hugging like a significant other. So, um, what's crazy to me is how long it's been since he. Do you remember the last time he won a, a major? No, I couldn't even tell you. It was the U.S. Open in two thousand eight. That long ago. That long ago. Eleven years. Eleven. That, that blew yeah. my mind. Well, and he's won some just, other big tournaments, just, but just just shy of eleven years because the U.S. Yeah. Open is in June. Yeah. But that blew my mind, and that's why people thought he wasn't going to break Jack's record. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, well, it didn't look it. The there was the there was the whole infidelity, um, and and like that that whole thing that came down that dominated the news. Yeah. Uh, Basically, the end of 2009 into 2010, where it turns out he likes to go to IHOP or <laughs> he likes to be with porn stars and all that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, splitting up from his wife. And in all that time, too, he was having, he was having, uh, he had painkiller addiction. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he was having surgery um, uh, after surgery after surgery. He, he actually, after the US Open win, he underwent surgery for his torn ACL. And then he returned in 2009, didn't do great, and because injuries kept on piling up. He had an MCL sprain, he had an Achilles uh, injury, he had four back surgeries. His back was the worst. Yes. I remember him at tournaments where he's hitting a, like a, a wedge in from 60 yards, and he felt, falls on his knees. Yeah, yeah. He had in to, pain. Eventually he had to get his lower back fused. Yeah. Because that, it which got is what, so bad. Which is what Peyton Manning did as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's just that's just insane to me. Like how how bad he it must have been. And I think that really does uh, speak to him. I mean, the the infidelity thing. He's made some bad choices, obviously. Yep. But the fact that he he did that that's that's going to be a terrible time for him. Even though that was self inflicted, that's a terrible time for him. But it, it golf was so mental, right? Yep. So like it, it upended his entire way of living. He exactly. lost sponsors. He lost his wife. Exactly. And like all kinds of stuff. So. And then on top of that, like you said, he got addicted to painkillers, so he was in rehab for that. He crashed his his, his vehicle one night uh, yep. on painkillers, and that's that's I can understand how all that happens. Like he made some bad decisions in that time too, but I can understand how that snowball effect creates yeah. what happened, and for him to overcome <laughs> that now and win the Masters, it's an amazing story. Isn't that like the the quintessential American story too? Like like he gets built up, yeah. And take and him then, down, and then they just yeah. they take him down to yeah. lower than low. Yeah, and now he's built himself back up again. But you know what's funny? Just, you, just amazing. You know what's funny? He had to be broken down 
to the to the, to that low in order for people to start rooting for him again. Yes, and and yes, I, I don't say I didn't really feel that way. I thought the indiscretions, although were ill advised, I'm like that's that. I don't really think that much about what he does in his personal time. I I just liked what he did on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. But now, but in a in a public perspective, he will be taken down a bunch for that. But then when he's the underdog, that's when people start rooting for you again. And then you go and win the Masters, and you got all yep. this talent. And you got everybody watching. People are talking about the last time they watched with their kids when he won, and he hugged his dad, like you were saying. Yep. And uh, it's uh, what a, what a great moment uh, for sports. Um, now, does he have a chance to beat Nicholas? So what's he at now? Fifteen, and he's got to get uh, Nicholas has eighteen. Well, I know I know there's a lot of people who know more about golf than I do saying that he could. But uh I, I don't know. I, I feel like the only way he gets it, he's gonna win the Masters two more times. Yeah. Cause the Masters is the only major that doesn't change locations and it's always basically the same. Right. Right? Yeah. They they tiger proofed it back in the day, but they haven't really changed it since. And and it plays to what he can do now where the U S open generally like is a lot of times a bomber's paradise. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't have the, the greatest drives anymore. He doesn't have the accuracy. Yeah. He used um, to crush it, but doesn't the have British the accuracy. open. He can win, you know, that, that usually as long as his putting's on. Yeah. That, that, that course takes a little more finesse. And the PGA championship is again, a bomber's one. So I don't know if, if, he would be able to to do that or, or keep not he would do well but to keep up with the the kids the dustin johnsons the uh yeah. the um uh, who else uh, jordan spieth jordan Just, spieth's not a good driver though is he no no well, oh you're talking about driving distance yeah, yeah like oh. it's dustin johnson who i I'm, I'm i mean rory, guys. rory mcelroy could yes, drive it a long you, way thank you i was like he's a european who yeah. is it yeah who is it yeah ricky fowler's not that bad although i don't know about driving distance there's guys that we'd never heard of that drive way farther than everybody but, yeah john rom i know is, yeah. is up there he he could bomb it and and those those courses play into those guys hands but if he can continue to be, he's always going to be at the Masters because once you win the Masters once, you're yeah. constantly there. That's why Mike Weir's still there. Yeah, Brooks Kopka is someone we forgot who's one of the best yeah. golfers on tour right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch. I really hope he gets it because it just it's it's a slight. I love watching history. And you know what would be great, even if he doesn't get it, if we can get two or three more seasons of Tiger. Going head to head with this new generation of amazing golfers, yeah. that would just be amazing for the sport of golf and for the viewership. Yeah, and people would be gambling on it like crazy. Yep, and it would be a awesome be, to watch. It would be great for the PGA Tour too because they get so many more viewers if Tiger's in more tournaments. That they would be happy with it. Yes, yes, they would. We're just going to run through the series and give our thoughts on what's happened. Uh, most most series are two games in in the NBA. Uh, there's a couple that still uh, are still just one game, but they're playing tonight. Um, so I guess we'll start in the Western Conference because that's how it is here. And we are not watching those games tonight because the Flames are winning one nothing against Colorado that's right, right that's now. Right. We are. Uh, I would. I would. I'm more of a hockey fan than a basketball fan. I love basketball. I, I think they're both great. But, I, I mean, if the Raptors were playing, I would be flipping between the two. But since there's no Raptors tonight, I'm strictly on the Flames. There we go. So, Golden State Clippers. They're, 
I, I just made it sound like it's the Golden State Clippers. Warriors versus the Clippers. Uh, tied 1-1. Did you see the comeback for the 31 I did, points? I did see wow. the comeback. What a, I did see the comeback. That, that Clippers team is... Be- Patrick Beverly's got uh, Kevin Durant a little shook. They are pesky. They, yes. are, they are a pesky bunch. Uh, I think that's what Magic Johnson wanted from the Lakers this year when he went inside Lance Stevenson and everything. He just yeah. didn't realize that they weren't good. And it's hard, too. Like, <laughs> something... Yeah, you're right. Some, something like that... Something like that almost can't be... Uh, that almost has to come. It can't be manufactured. That almost has to come naturally yeah. by putting good players together and and just a good a good group of people with the same mentality together. Do you think that the Clippers are going to keep be be able to keep on hanging with the Warriors, or you think that was like I don't think so. That no. that thirty one point comeback was was their time in the sun. The Warriors are going to say, "Okay, enough of this shit. We're gonna we're gonna end this right now." No, I got a ton of re- respect for the Clippers, but I think Golden State. Is a, this is a wake-up call for them, I think. Yeah. And I think they're going to start performing a little bit uh, better. They're going to tighten things up a little bit. Lose, losing Boogie for the playoffs does not help. No. Uh, it sounds like he's not going to have to have surgery, but, oh my God, too much passing flames. Um, Did you see his leg when he got when they, his yeah. hamstring? Oh, it's all yeah. inflamed. Uh, but they say he's not going to have surgery. He's, he's, yeah. he's going to be able to rehab it back to, to where it needs to be, which is surprising. Uh, it sucks for him because this is the second time going into a free agent year oh, that he's yeah. hurt himself. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not good for his uh, for his bank account. <laughs> he he signed that that mid level exception to try to to try to up his value in exactly. order to sign a big deal next year. Exactly. Um, and that right. was a good that was a good deal for both of them. Uh, what was I going to say there? Oh, did you hear uh, Kevin Durant's comments about... Because they were talking to him. The the media was talking to him about Patrick Beverly and what our team's doing to defend Kevin Durant. Yeah. And he was very to the point about it. And he got all technical. He's like, you know, they're kind of... They're hanging out up top. They're coming... They're, I always got people grabbing at the, the ball. They're always, they're If they're not double teaming me, they always got one guy on me. But he said it more... Much more matter-of-factly. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like... He's like, they're... People do this to me because I'm Kevin Durant. Nobody does this to Patrick Beverly. So stop talking about how Patrick Beverly's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got him shook. For and, sure. For yeah. sure. But in my opinion, that's what I want to hear out of Kevin Durant. Yeah. I want you to be straight up yeah. like that. that. That's him being... And now, that's and the good version of Kevin Durant, in my opinion. And go out and drop drop 40 the exactly. next year. You know? Exactly. Because him. he is that talented. I think he's the best scorer in basketball still. Uh. We got the Rockets for the four and five seeds. Rockets versus the Jazz. Rockets are up one nothing. I don't care about this series. I'm not gonna lie. It's a boring series. Yeah. I think Houston it's will win James it in Harden the end. Show. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And I'm just like, eh. I like Utah too. Ru- Rudy Gobert is a great player, but he's kind of they're kind of limited on offense, right? Uh, geez, I forget the rookie's name there now. Why the heck? That's a brutal name to forget. I'll look it up here. Donovan Mitchell. Thank you. But he's not a rookie though. Or a sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. yeah. But uh, amazing player as well. But uh, that's going to be Houston's going to win that one. Uh, then we got the three and six seeds. Trailblazers are leading two nothing over the Thunder, and Westbrook has been garbage. Dame, Damian Lillard Dame has is, been on is, his is game, shutting him down yeah. and and producing at the offensive end. I love Damian Lillard. Uh, we like we get a I lot. I like of, seeing this. Yeah. I like seeing this because constantly with Portland, it's always the talk of they can't. They can't win in the playoffs. They always, you know, they'll, they'll get in, they'll be out. Yeah. You know, they, you can't win with a backcourt combo. You need to have an inside-outside combo. You know, right, I and then them. they lost. Um, uh, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's no, the one in Denver. Jer- Jerkic. Nope. No. No. 
Nurse. Nursev. Nurse. <laughs> is it Nurkic? No, it's, it starts with an N. <laughs> Nurkic, then? Nurkic, that's it. Okay. Yeah, thank All you. Right. Yeah, yeah, Nurkic. All right. <laughs> We're very professional on this podcast, let me tell you. I think we do pretty good for having no notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um... <laughs> hey, I knew this was going to be a shit show when we were talking about the NBA. I was like, I'm going to butcher some of these. And uh, well, people don't talk about how good CJ McCallum is as well for Portland. Yeah, uh, he dropped I, 33 points last game. Just a, a professional scorer. Um, also, Paul George is hurt. Right. Uh, he, he's still battling that that shoulder injury, so it, it's not coming up good for the Thunder right now. No. Uh, next series in the in the West, we got the Nuggets versus the Spurs. This no, was no. the this was the series that everyone was predicting that if there was going to be an upset, it was going to be this one. Mm-hmm. Because the Nuggets, they don't have a lot of stars. And the Spurs are the Spurs. And they got they got Pop, who can yeah. game plan for most anybody. Yeah, And, and it's tied 1-1 right now. They always put a good team together. It's not individual superstars on yeah. that end either, but they're they're the best at putting a team, a group together that can really do something. The Spurs have done well this season too. They, they went out and got DeRozan and they got LaMarcus Aldridge, who are not three-point guys which is how the league is trended no. but pop doesn't want three-point guys no, really that's not his game but he he, he and guys like patty mills can hit three-point yeah, shots but and he stuff. accentuates their strengths and yeah. hides their weaknesses which is what a great coach will do and that's what pop is doing yeah um, b trans or bitrans as well as a power forward for them who can hit a three there's some there's some basically some not high name guys that can hit threes there so. yeah Okay, moving to the east, we got the Bucks up two nothing on the Pistons. The Pistons are screwed. They're gonna sweep them because uh, Blake Griffin's out. Yeah, uh, and that that was their that was he was their only chance to get one win, in my opinion. And now he's gone. So that's gonna be a sweep. Yeah, it's gonna be a sweep. Nothing to report there. Uh, uh, Gian- uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in basketball, but that's not news to anybody. Yeah, uh, but he's what he, he's just doing that to the. Pistons. Yeah. Celtics are up 2 nothing on the Pacers. Um, I think the Pacers have just... They're, they're, they're a hard-working, scrappy team, but without Oladipo, um, how do you match Kyrie Irving then? Yeah, he's been, and he's been on fire. And, and he's been really good this series. Yeah, he's, he's shown up in the playoffs, that's for sure. There was a lot of questions about him in the regular season, but he's shown up in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the next series, we got the 76ers and the Nets tied 1-1. Yes. Um, two completely different games. It really was. You know, the Nets took it to them in the first game and and kind of smashed them in the mouth. And then the 76ers came back and, and had a really good win in game two. And then Jared Dudley of the Nets came out and just and called Ben Simmons... A really great player in transition, but in the health in the half court, he's just average. Yeah. So shots fired there. <laughs> I, I like players on both these teams. Like D'Angelo Russell's becoming one of my favorite players as far as a versatile what scoring a great point trade guard. By Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Russell was not like this when he was in L.A. But I think no. that kind of speaks to the kind of the gross culture that is in LA exactly. at this point. Exactly. Because this guy's phenomenal. He can shoot a three. He gets open shots off the dribble. He's a good playmaker. He's six foot four, so he's an oversized point guard. Or I mean that might be average at this point, but Okay, and in the series we actually might know something about. We got the Raptors and the Magic tied at one. Well I, I don't know if I know anything about it, but I watched it. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? Uh, I think Toronto looked good in game two. It was it the first game was scary. Because it had it had it brought me back 
It brought me back to Lowry DeRozan days where they have these great regular seasons. It's not even Lowry DeRozan. It's it's Raptors in general. In general, forever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they've only yeah. won one game one in their entire history. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you need to go back farther. <laughs> how yeah. ridiculous is that? Like, how many incarnations are there? It's like it's like when the Flames couldn't beat the Ducks in the Honda Center. It was like it's not it's not the team because it's not the team because the team has changed. It's yeah. been ten years. Like the guys aren't even the same anymore. And it's like you still can't fucking win there. Like what what's going on here? And yeah. the Raptors, it was like oh my goodness. And and of course they they lose on that three from uh, DJ Augustin. Uh, he had a hell of a game. He did have a hell of a game. The thing that guys could always do is shoot the ball and score. And there was a mix-up on defense. And it was, you know what's so funny? It was two de- former defensive players of the year in Kawhi and Marcus Gasol on that play. Yeah, and they had they had a, had uh, a miscommunication. A miscommunication. Yeah. They both backed up. They and... both backed up and gave him just enough room. I mean, he doesn't need much room, but... Yeah, exactly. So... And that they were scrappy that first game, too. I was worried that this was going to become a series that was played in the alley... Which, I mean, that might be okay for the Raptors. They got Gasol and Kawhi and a bunch of tough guys there. Siakam's no slouch either. Uh, But after watching Game 2, I think this is going to go down better for the Raptors. I think they they understand now that they are the better team. They got the the punch in the mouth. They got it out of the way. It woke them up. Kawhi is Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry did not score a point. Uh, He had had a rough game in, in that regard. That was so weird, though. That's almost like... That's almost odd for even for him i mean yeah that doesn't happen that doesn't happen if you're taking that many shots is it that was super odd oh off the post oh my goodness (laughs) mike smith got lucky this game is giving me a heart attack yeah um you guys if you guys hear some scream or some air across the mic and then hitting a wall you'll know what happened yeah exactly uh so i think that's been our thoughts on the nba we'll probably do this throughout the playoffs um because there's not going to be a lot of news it's just going to be... But this is the best time here. We'll just keep updating it each week. Exactly. I will say it's easier to do this podcast when we're not watching a game we care about. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's been seamless so far. I, I bet you no one even noticed. <laughs> That almost uh, 94% of our attention is on this game. Yes. Um, so if it sounds like we're mailing it in, it's because we are. <laughs> All right. So we'll start uh, talking NHL playoffs. So we'll start the biggest, probably upset ever. Columbus this was won amazing. the series 4 yeah. nothing. Yeah. Over uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Letitian, I think his name is, or Letitian. Uh, he works for the Athletic and uh, Analytics guy. Had this happening at two percent with chance that that Columbus, Columbus. could sweep this series, That's and, a, and it happened. And it happened, uh, and it happened in such a way that I am convinced that the Lightning need to fire John Cooper. I disagree. I don't think they will, and I don't think they do it. I think they need to, you, and, and this is why they've got to three Easter Conference Finals. And one Stanley Cup final, haven't won anything. And this has been their core for most of it. He's been the coach for all of it. Right. Okay. Um, and you win 62 games in the regular season. Sometimes you don't win winning the President's Trophy. Actually, most of the time you don't win. But you cannot get swept in the first fucking round. That, and swept in that way. It's not like you lost 2-1 four straight times in double OT. 
right? Yeah. Like yeah. where it's about some of puck. You got fucking punched in the mouth, and you had no no comeback for anything. Your best player Kucherov takes a dumbass fucking penalty, gets suspended for a game. Like your whole team went off the goddamn rails, and you couldn't do anything to bring it back. <laughs> well, that what I yeah, what I would say that definitely it definitely looked like that happened. But like what I would say to that is, I, th- I think that kind of speaks more to the the competitive balance in the league right now more than I don't think there's that much of a difference between we're seeing it in Calgary right now. I don't think there's much of a difference between the top team and the bottom team as there used to be. And I think those bottom teams are getting in the playoffs because they are playing hot. And as we know, the hottest teams in the playoffs tend to be the ones that go far. Oh, for sure. For sure. So I think there's a level of that to it as well, too. So I don't think you can put all of the blame directly on Cooper. But it's the way they lost. Yeah. Like, after that that initial three goals in that first period of Game 1 where they got up to a 3-0 lead, it's like they they found like it was going to be easy. Yeah. And then Columbus came back and won that game. So why wouldn't you come out and be like, okay, now we're going to, we're going to like whip the shit out of you 8-1. Like we're going to give it our all and, and, and prove that. And I wonder at this point, how much Cooper can affect that? Like other than giving a massive rah-rah speech or something, what can Cooper do to make that? That's almost got to be the players have to have that confidence as a group. Oh, Jesus Big save, Mike Smith. Big save, Mike Smith. <laughs> Oh, this game is going to give us a heart attack. Who would have thought Mike Smith would have this many big saves in this series? <laughs> Nobody. Jesus Oh, my Christ. God. McKinnon is so good, too. Oh, uh, my, go- my heart goes into my throat every time I see McKinnon shoot. Um, the reason Cooper needs to get fired is somebody needs to be held accountable. Uh, you can't You can't be... You, you can't have that happen. And then, like, who are you going to trade? Who's there? Okay, who are you going to hire? I, I always think the best measure of a coach is after you fire him, how quickly will he be hired? And so if you fire John Cooper, he's number one on everyone oh, else's sure. list to hire. For sure. But maybe, like, if you keep on doing the same thing over and over and, and you're expecting a different result and the same result keeps on happening, isn't that the definition of insanity? They, they yeah. haven't won a cup with that team. That's that, true. Now the bit, like the outside the core, the bit parts have changed. Yeah. But that core has been together for at least six or seven seasons. Yeah. They have not won a cup. I hear, and they I should hear you. Have. I hear you. But that, but the core is also so good. And so yeah. What here, is that here's, answer? Here's my. Here's my. This is why maybe you should do it. Because now, now granted, there isn't a Barry Trotz out there, but the Capitals were the team that could not win. That's right. Yeah. They finally went and fired their coach. I can't even remember who it was. Who the fuck was their coach? Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah. Right. They they they're like you know what like you couldn't you couldn't get us there. We got to move on. They go and hire Barry Trotz. That's true. And it wasn't Bruce Boudreaux. Like they fired him before that. It was somebody. Oh, it, it was. was uh, oh my god, he used to play for the Capitals too. Kevin Deneen? Maybe. Maybe that, something like that. Something but like it was that, yeah. it was. I just think you, somebody's got to be held accountable. You can't hold Eiserman accountable. He doesn't even work for you anymore. Well, he's on his way out too. He's still he's still employed by that team, but he's he's on his way out for sure. Uh, okay, we'll move on. We dis we 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 agree to disagree on that point. <laughs> uh, Boston Toronto tied two two. I think my only thoughts on this is Nazem Kadri is a fucking moron. What are you doing? 
I was just starting to really like him as a player too because he he did a few things. You know, he contributes on the on the lower section of the lineup, but he'll hit a few, little bit. He'll score the odd goal, but man, that's frustrating. Listen, I know to see. I know that that hit on Marlow was a little bit, eh, like it was borderline. Yeah, Todd you, Reardon, I think, was the coach that got replaced. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. By uh, uh, Barry Trotz. Um, but it was like, eh. and then he goes and cross checks him in the uh, in the face. What do you, like? First off, you could have ended the guy, the kid's career mm-hmm. if you caught him in the right spot. That could have been it. Yeah. And what are you thinking? Like, you don't think the Leafs need you for the series? Like, I think uh, I, I think it was Brian Burke that said it. Take a fucking number. Mm-hmm. Remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Get him next game. Yeah. That's what he was saying. He's like, he's like, I'm not even saying don't get him back. Just yeah. don't do something stupid right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's. Just, Thank God the the Leafs went and got fucking Tavares, or yep. else it'd be the exact same situation as fucking last year. Yeah, I just I don't understand what Kadri's thinking. And just he, yeah, just he's, awful. He's been he's off. Been, he's, he's been a, suspended for the entire first round, and he's been suspended before too. So this isn't the first time he's done something like that. He's a hothead. He just can't keep his. He, he just he just can't keep it. I thought he grew a lot as a player over the last like two to three seasons, and I was really starting to like him. But and he, I still don't, I don't hate him, but it's just a bad move. You don't want a guy like that doing. You, you you almost don't want a guy like that on your team, as talented as he is. Yep. Okay. Next series, we got the Capitals are leading the Hurricanes two to one. Yeah. Eh. It's yeah. It's I, I'm glad the that the Carolina is in this one because I predicted they could win or like last week. So it would be nice if they could win. Um, I haven't watched much of this series. There's other series that I find more entertaining yeah. in that five six o'clock time slot than Washington and Carolina. To be quite honest, I don't give a shit. The most talked about thing in this series is when Ovechkin fought uh, the young Russian. Svechnikov came up to him, man. Yeah, I agree. You know, you Th- there, there was am- ample opportunity to walk away yeah, from that. You step up to Ovi, yeah. and it's not like Ovi's Tom Wilson. Okay, no. right? Well, no. he hasn't fought since 2010. No. Like, he... <laughs> he's just... He just happens to be a guy that's strong as fuck. Yeah. And he's going to beat up a kid. If, yeah. a, if a kid challenges a grown man, the grown man's going to beat him up. I'm sorry. Yep. So, and and everyone's... Lots of people, including Rod Brindamore, are blaming Ovechkin for that. But I thought... They're blaming him, but they're not. They're they're insinuating the blame, right? Like yeah. They're, they're kind of... <laughs> <laughs> maybe they had more insight than I did, but I'm watching it on the I'm watching the video, and to me that looks like there's ample opportunity to turn away from that. But yeah. when you say "let's go," and yeah. you you nod your head, you're gonna get some punches thrown at you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Islanders swept the Penguins right out of the playoffs. Four zero. Another uh, brutal pick by me in the pool. <laughs> Don't worry, most people were. I guess out. I guess a lot of people are gonna be eliminated with. Uh, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, right? But we all lost the same amount of points. So exactly. We're, we're Everyone was betting massive points yeah, on those so, teams. So we're all still in it. Okay, good to basically. know. Basically. Good to know. Uh, Islanders, speed, letter playing out of out of this mind, and the Penguins looking like it was the end of their... Like, not to take away from the Islanders, because the Islanders outplayed them from... No, they're from, playing great. From post to post, bell yeah. to bell, whatever you want to say. But the Penguins looked like they were on the end of that team's cycle. Right. Uh, in from, that, from, in, their, from their cup winning years. In hindsight, this is much more predictable than it was to me before it started. Yes, yeah. But now that we're looking back on it, you're like, oh, this Pittsburgh team has played a ton of hockey. They're, I don't know what kind of changes they can do. They got everyone locked up for a few years. So. Well, I, I can see they're going to probably be trading Kessel. They're going to probably be trading uh, Olimata. Um, yeah. uh, Chris Letang they got for like three or more years, right? Yeah, they could be trying to move on from Letang because the... the 
the years they won the the last year they won the cup, he wasn't even playing; he was hurt. So kind of like revitalize the team with Crosby, Malkin, and then keep it like a Jake Gensel or something yeah, like that. Like, I think uh, Crosby and Malkin are obviously the untouchables, yeah. but uh, I think Gensel and Murray also uh, won't be going anywhere. <laughs> they can't move on from Murray because they they decided to let Fleury walk. Yeah. Uh, That's the Gen- only option right and now. And Gensel's played decently. He's, so. played, he's played good. Uh, but Islanders, um, it's not an upset because they were the top. They were the they were the higher seed, so it's not an upset. Uh, it's just good on them. Uh, I'm happy for the Islanders with that franchise. Yeah, that they could lose Tavares, get get Trotz in there. Speaking of good coaches, yeah, uh, Lou Lamorello's the GM. Seems to be making all the right moves. And they they handled the, the thing I always love about Lou Lamorello. T- say what you will about his tactics. He's always handled himself like a true professional. Yeah. In every situation. Just, just don't grow a beard. Yeah, exactly. He has he has crazy like authoritarian type rules yeah, in his in his franchises. But when when uh, Brent Sutter wanted to leave the New Jersey Devils, he didn't want to be away from his daughter anymore, so he wanted to move back west. So he was going to leave the team, and Lou Lamorello let him walk away from his contract, and then Daryl Sutter wanted to hire him as a Flames yeah. GM or as a Flames coach. Daryl Sutter had to get uh. Get permission from Lou, and Lou's like, yeah, go ahead. He's not playing with us. You can just sign him. Yeah. So it's like, there's so many things. He's hard, but he's fair. Yeah. And he's uh, crazy. We all want to see a Leafs-Islanders conference final because the Leafs fa- or yeah. the Islanders fans would just lose their mind and come up with such good shit. For they'd, they'd be showing up in Toronto pajamas for sure. Yeah. Moving uh, to the West... Nashville and Dallas are tied 2-2. To be honest, I haven't seen much of this series. This has been a good series. These has team, it? Yeah, these teams are playing hard against each other. It's just, it's good hockey to watch. All right. That's all you got from it? It's just good hockey? That's all I got from it. I I, I, I picked Nashville to win. And, yeah, that, that that's all I got. I love so many players on those teams. Jamie Benn is one of my favorite players in the league. Nashville has all these guys that you haven't really heard of, like Roman Yossi's the best, one of the best defensemen in this. Game, yeah, this game has seen with a very team friendly contract. Exactly. Too. Yeah, that that's a what a well run team, and yeah. I and their fan base always shows up. It looks like an awesome building to play in. Uh, then we got the Jets and the Blues tied two two. The Jets uh, after the first two games kind of got punched in the mouth, but. They came back and looked pretty good on the road. And then they won in overtime in the yeah. last game. So I'll tell you this, though. I don't like watching Blues hockey, man. It's fucking boring. God, I hate it. Both these teams are a little bit... Uh, they play a heavy, slow game. Uh, uh, maybe slow is the wrong word. They play a heavy game. Well, they play a slower game than other teams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But know? at the same time, too, I love watching... You know, I love watching a guy like Bufflin. He, he had the puck the other day. And he goes in behind the net. He comes up to the blue line. He's just casually skating. And then he passes it off. And someone goes to hit him. And the guy just bounces off of him. Like, like it's just he's massive. impenetrable. It's so yeah. fun to watch sometimes. Yeah. Um, Golden Knights are leading the Sharks 3-1. This series has been fucking entertaining. Yeah, they're good. Uh, uh, entertaining on ice. Uh, entertaining off ice. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Kane came away looking pretty good in that exchange. For all things... As with, far as all with things Ryan Reeves? with Ryan Reeves, yeah, I, I liked his uh, his uh, his comment about obviously like where Ryan Reeves says like he's an old man. He because talking about Joel, Thornton he's talking about Joel Thornton and and how Thornton he's, didn't think he should have been suspended for the hit because he's like yeah. he's like you know the guy like I was trying to 
get out of the way. The guy leaned his head in my way. Like, what am I going to do? And and Ryan Reeves said that I have a buddy whose dad's like that. Yeah. Basically making fun of... He's, saying he's, he's got dementia or something yeah, and, like that. Yeah, and can't see. And then... And yeah, then, can't and, see. Sorry, not yeah, dementia. And then Evander Kane's like, he's got a thousand assists. Mm-hmm. And, no, and, and my favorite part was the nobody considers Reeves a hockey player. He'll be WWE soon enough. Exactly. I was like, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think okay. Evander a bit nastiness there. Evander Kane is a hockey player. Like this guy scores goals. He can he can do he can do a lot of things. And he goes toe to toe with Reeves, who's I mean, a lot of people say he's the toughest guy in the league. I can't really think of someone who's tougher than him right now. So I would have to agree with that. I don't that. like Ryan Reeves. I'm on Evander Evander Kane. I don't think Ryan Reeves is anything. Me too. And, and that that's what I'm saying. I think I think Evander Kane came out looking good in this. And then he also commented that he's like he's like I didn't who was I fighting the Muffin Man there? This guy's supposed to be the toughest guy in the league. I don't think he landed a punch. <laughs> Uh, what hasn't looked good for the Sharks is Martin Jones. He's looked fucking awful. Yeah, and he just signed a contract with them, so that's uh, that's tough. I thought he was going to... I was hoping he would be rejuvenated in the playoffs because he had a bad regular season, so I was hoping he'd be rejuvenated, but it doesn't look like that's the case. The first game looked so good for San Jose in this one. Yeah, and it's just gone all Golden Knights. That, uh, that, I think they're technically the second line, the Pacioretty, Stastny, and, and Stone that line. That is such a good line. Yeah, that, that's, that's okay. The addition of Stone, now after I've seen a few games, I'm going to make an early stupid prediction. After a couple games, I see Vegas going to the final in the West now. Yep, yep. All right, well, Mark Andre's playing well. Yep. Right? And he shut out the Sharks who are one of the top offensive teams in the league. So, like, if if Mark Andre's on his game, anything can happen. Mark Stone might be the best player in the playoffs as well. Yep. Yep. He's got a very good two-way game. Yep. And in our main event, uh, which hits close to home, is the Avalanche are leading the Flames 2-1. to one. Uh, The Flames played well in game one. Great start to the series. Great start to the series. Terrible second game. Uh, second, oh, they were okay. No, they're okay. They're okay. They're, they're okay in the second game. The third uh, game was the worst, obviously. <laughs> they had a chance in OT to end it, and then coming back the other way, McKinnon scores on a rocket that I'm pretty sure only like a handful of guys can shoot in the league. That's true. I, I don't blame Smith uh, for that And at then all. in the third game, I don't think the Flames believed they were in trouble until the Avalanche punched them in the mouth repeatedly yeah. and won 6-2. to two. And like I heard that they had almost 100 shot attempts, the Avalanche, at the net. They ended up with 56 landed. Yeah, and you like, know what? You know what I was kind of thinking when I said when I said that is that I, I think that started the seed was planted in game two for game three. Yeah, I, I felt like at the end they started to lose it. Colorado's speed was really starting to get to them. Guys, guys who have been playing amazing all year, like Giordano, is getting beat regularly. Yeah, yep. and it's you know it's it's just one of those things where Colorado was really amped up and really ready to go. So it's it's a tough series, and I think that speaks more to the the you know the competitive of the league right now it is they're, they're, this league has probably the best parody of yeah. all the of all the sports leagues um calgary needs this win tonight i know it's only game four but they need this win they you do. can't go down three one but that would be if they get this win it that changes the whole well, it gives you confidence changes right? the whole narrative of the playoffs because right now people were down today in calgary people were very upset yeah. I, I had people telling me they're like the flames are going to lose they're, they're, they're going to lose this series, no doubt. I'm like, they're only down 2-1. Like, we still got a game to but play that's, tonight. Let, let's face it. That's typical Calgary Flames fans. I think it that's is, a lot of fans, though. I think it's it a lot is, of fans. It is. It's, it's they live and die with every game. It's like the best of times when they win. It's the fucking worst of times when we lose. But that's why the Canadian markets for NHL teams are the best to live in anyway. 
uh, as a fan, uh, it's also a reason why we don't get a lot of players up here because they oh. don't want the pressure. I'll tell you right now, if I had the ability to be a player in the NHL, I would be living in Florida. Yep. Sign me up. I get to go to, to the to the rink in shorts half the time. Yep. Thank you. And nobody wants to talk to me after? That's perfect. Exactly. Uh, but so far, the first round has been bananas. It's been a lot of fun to watch like it always is. These first rounds are almost better than the next rounds because teams start to wear down. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, I mean, it's amazing the whole the whole way through. But these, this first round is almost one of the funnest rounds to watch. Uh, I'm gonna leave you with a thought: Fire John Cooper. That's it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Fire him. You might think Fire so. Fire him. They're not doing it. Fire. Him. They're not gonna do it. All right. So that's been our episode for this week. We will be back next week talking NHL and NBA again. Uh, and I'm sure there's other things that will come up that we'll we'll discuss. Hit us up on Twitter at Sporting Rants. Uh, if you want anything, anything for us to talk about in a, in a future episode, hit us up on that. We will talk about it. Awesome. All right, have, have a great week. Good night, everybody.